And welcome to Fresh Ears. I'm Neil Cowling, the founder of Fresh Air, the UK's leading producer of podcasts for brands and businesses. Understandably, at Fresh Air, we're big podcast and audio fans. I've spent the last 28 years working in first radio and then podcasts, so I can talk the hind legs off a donkey about why I love it. But when it comes to making podcasts for brands, we need to be a bit clearer. Our clients need to know how and why podcasts work well to reach their audience and why they add something that other media don't. So we thought we'd do some homework by commissioning some reports on how long-form audio affects the human brain and why it's worth the effort. Actually, when I say we do the homework, I mean we've teamed up with Kinder Studios, who really understand this stuff. They're a specialist team who apply neuroscience research to creative projects, and the result is three blogs which you can see on the Fresh Air website, as well as these three episodes of Fresh Ears, digging into the subject in more depth. This particular episode is all about the long bit of long-form audio. What's the benefit of a podcast that lasts around half an hour, and why is it that that gives you something special? My guests are Robin Landau and Catherine Templer-Lewis, the co-founders of Kinder. Hello. Hello. Uh, Who's going to explain what Kinder is and what you do to start with? So uh, at Kinda Studios, we specialize in something called neuroaesthetics, which is the neuroscience of aesthetic experiences. So ultimately, we look at how all the aspects of sound, visual arts, movement, energy, environment, spaces, the aesthetics that are surrounding us all the time in every waking moment of our lives, how they affect our brain and body. And we work with researchers in various neuroscience labs, and we take their research and we translate it with teams like yours to help understand what's the impact of those and how do we actually translate a lot of that science into designs so that you can make your productions, your experiences work harder for people based on whatever kind of impact you're looking to make. Yeah, I think that's sort of us in a nutshell, really. And and our our main focus is, well, we say well-being, we say holistic well-being. And I think this really reflects the direction a lot of brands are moving in right now and a lot of the consumer need uh, is for things that actually enhance your well-being. And to us, well-being is connection. It's how well we can connect to ourselves, how well we can connect to others and how well we can connect to the world around us. Uh, And so it's such a joy to see neuroscience research really dig into the mechanisms by which things like sound and stories impact us to use that information sometimes just to tell creatives what they already know instinctively but in doing so help them build sort of creative projects that really can have this amazing impact on people's well-being. I think that's why we wanted to talk to you and work with you so closely because I am an audio snob. I love it and I've never been tempted to go into telly because I've always loved sound but I can't really explain why and I can't really quantify that I just feel like it it moves people in particular ways and and is is a is a beautiful thing but actually digging into the science behind it with you has been enormously interesting and fascinating and it'd be really interesting to sort of dig further into it during these conversations so the first of the three programs that we're doing about this then is focusing particularly on attention and how the way that we consume audio as a medium and long form audio in particular uh, what what effect that has on our brains. And the start of your first article really focuses on the fact that we're not using our eyes. Sounds bloody obvious. We're not using our eyes to consume a podcast. 
And that's a good thing. So why is that? Well, effectively, it's no surprise to anyone that we all have incredibly fractured attention spans at the moment. We don't even really realize it as it's going on, but we're continually hearing loads of sounds around us, whether it's noise from the street or something we have in our ears. There's things that are intentional and unintentional. But even more than our ears, our eyes are constantly seeing. It's constantly taking in information. And we really have this reliance on vision as our dominant sense. There's some studies, I think, which say that 80% of our sensory hierarchy comes from vision. And so when you close down your eyes and you are, you know, your eyes don't need to be closed in order to do so, when your eyes aren't using it as a focus, it actually frees up loads of mental capacity. And so your brain actually has more availability to attend to specific information, as opposed to filtering out certain distractions that aren't important for it to pay attention to. So all of these aspects work together for you to also have to make your own mental imagery, which I think we'll get onto a little bit later. You mentioned attention filtering. You you touched on it there. What is attention filtering and why is that relevant? Well, if you think about it, we have so much sort of stimuli, as Robin mentioned, sort of flying at us all the time. And we forget that we actually have some agency on what we pay attention to. You know, we're blindly walking through the, the world and letting anything distract us. When you're listening to something and making that intention to listen to it, you almost tell your brain, it's okay, your eyes can stand down a bit. Um, And what you can do is actually pay really attention to what you're listening to. So you then take a lot of the attention that you'd be just putting on things that might catch your eye or, you know, sounds around you that aren't the story, the beeps of phones and things like that. And you get to to filter them out. Uh, And so you can just put all your attention on the story. It's sort of similar to when you're in a, um, if you're in a, it's called the cocktail effect. In fact, when you're in a sort of party and there's lots of things going on and there's someone talking to you, takes a lot of attention to actually you end up reading their lips you use your vision to try and filter out all the different sounds and really focus on what they're saying and you can actually take an active step towards doing this by listening to a long-form podcast you tell your brain right just ignore the things around me and divert more attention into getting engaged in the story you know that's why people get sort of lost in these stories and they don't even notice that they've done a sort of hour commute and they're suddenly there you know there's a slightly terrifying study that that shows that we're so used to driving a commute that we don't really use our eyes at all um, and so actually by actively taking all that wasted attention putting it on the story now I'm not saying you're not going to be watching the road when you listen to your podcast <laughs> but what you're doing is it's your sort of collating all your attention and engaging engaging in the story. And that is really refreshing for the brain because it makes more meaning, it creates more engagement in the story, it lays down more memories. um, And it's just using the energy of your brain a lot more efficiently. So the fact that we're having to kind of use the brain to fill in the gaps because the pictures aren't there, that's what drives some of that attention, some of that energy, as you say, to going into listening. Yeah, exactly. And as Catherine said, our brain is constantly doing all these micro changes for ourselves to help us pay attention to certain things. And so the less it has to filter out what's distracting, the more it can focus on actually the task at hand or the story at hand in this instance. And so when we have more cognitive resource, we're actually investing up to 10% more energy in listening, you know, in this focused way. And as you said, without the visual imagery that we become reliant on, we actually have to choose to 
paint the story with the narrator. And there's all these also semantic ambiguities that our brain is constantly resolving for. So these are in microseconds that we don't even notice. So for example, if a person in the story is talking about toasting, before they finish the rest of their sentence, your brain actually has to start to think about, oh, are they toasting a piece of bread or are they toasting a friend, you know, with their glass? And usually when we have this visual aid, that's resolved for us automatically. So our brain doesn't have to actually work as hard. And so the more effort we're putting into something, the more focus we can have and Ultimately, everybody's looking for maximizing engagement in their show, maximizing the amount of presence or immersion one has. And because you are forced almost to pay attention more to resolve these issues, um, then you ultimately have a more engaging experience and you're more personally invested in it as well. Yeah, because you're not having it laid on a plate to you like that. The, The other thing that we always talk about with audio is that every single person who's listening is experiencing it differently, aren't they? Because you're you're painting different pictures in your head, your interpretation of lines may be slightly different. So you mentioned meaning again. So that feeds into the fact that you're making your own meaning means it is more meaningful. Yeah, 100%. And I think that's something that's really beautiful about long form audio is that it lets your imagination play. And that's kind of, you know, our brains were really evolved for this. They're evolved to hear stories. And then you put yourself in in the perspective of the other person. You know, it's how we learn. It's how we learn about the world and the things that we haven't experienced ourselves. So we have this amazing capacity to really put ourselves in that characters, in the narrators or beside the narrator as we imagine the story. Even when we're listening to music, about 70% of people who listen to music are actually creating mental imagery as well you're just often not as aware you know and we do this tenfold when we're listening to to audio stories or something with a narrative and because we're creating the image of a character or you know the description the narrator's giving you actually painting that description of that scene of that that field of that river in your head you've then put more energy into it you've put more of yourself into it because you're actually making your own creative choices to choose what that character looks like yeah and everyone's already experienced this i'm sure when they read a book for example it's no different when you read a book usually they don't have pictures (laughs) (laughs) and you have to create your own visual image of what this character looks like by the end of the book you've created a real personification of what this character means for you what they sound like and what they look like which is no surprise that most of the time when our favorite books get adapted into films we're disappointed because the way that they've been personified and the way that they look is not the way that we've created them we've personally invested ourselves in this character and so audiobooks or podcasts are no different from this. And the more that we can attribute this personal meaning of, of what this person means to us and what they sound like and what they look like, uh, the more context we put around the whole situation and the more of ourselves, as Catherine said, we, we put in and the more valuable it is for us. I think people have the same connection, even if it's just a presenter speaking, because you have a an intimate connection with a per- just a, even if you're not listening to an audio story, you have an intimate connection with a presenter who is speaking to you and who you devote all that attention to people have exactly the same thing that the the book into the film sometimes people see a picture of their podcast presenter or their their favorite radio person and they've never seen them before and they just oh that's really disappointing i had no idea that they would look like that in my head they look completely different so that that connection is that and that we use the word intimacy a lot around podcasts and, and um whether that is stories in a literal sense or just because you choose to listen, 
because you it's an active process because it's a sort of lean forward process that intimate relationship with a podcast with a presenter with the subject that's being discussed is just that much more in audio than it would be if you then added pictures hundred percent. And a lot of the time we know that when we're listening to podcasts, we're using headphones. We're also often listening to them on our own. And so it's the relationship, as you said, we build with the host or the narrator. You know, we're choosing to engage with them on a weekly, on a monthly basis. We become, you know, loyal fans, if you will, you know, feeling like you have this intimate relationship where you know what's going on in their lives, you trust the opinion that they're having. And that intimacy really leads to that sense of immersion into presence and with audio, we love talking about audio in specific because there's loads of amazing things you can do with audio now to play with that intimacy and to get that empathy uh, with the narrators and the characters themselves with the spatialization of the sound and high fidelity headphones that are available now. It really is a new way to experience it. So the added dimension in a lot of what we do, of course, is brands who are bringing that audio to you and are trying to kind of harness that connection and that intimacy that that brings. How do you think that brands can best use that intimacy without it being crude? I mean, I think one thing is just the nature of storytelling itself. You know, it, it puts audio sort of storytelling puts the brand in a quite privileged position in that they become a person in a way. You know, you never step into a into a conversation with somebody without it being a sort of a dialogue, without there being some sort of mental, even physical engagement with that person. And when you put headphones on, you know, your brain doesn't necessarily know that that, that person can be a thousand miles away. So you're already stepping into a, a more engaged, intimate space because that's what our brains and body evolved to do. We're evolved to have two-way dialogues to build trust with individuals and so it is this way really to for the band to personify itself as as an individual which you know you or I can actively engage with through the process of co-creating that story that narrative together 100% yeah the only thing I was going to add was you know in this day and age as we spoke about at the beginning we're constantly bombarded with loads of sound and loads of stimuli that we really feel like it's up to brands to help support the ears, the listening, you know, the brains and bodies of their consumers. And as Catherine said, storytelling is so fundamental to ultimately what makes us human, how we learn and acquire new information, that by exposing or creating audio-based experiences rooted in stories really can be seen as a way to supporting your consumer's well-being by choosing or providing them with an experience them to tune into that's good for them. And I guess as long as that's done in a not a cynical way, in in a, in a, a genuine way, then that's that's the way for brands to harness that relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Brilliant. Thank you both very much. So thank you to Robin and Catherine from Kinda Studios. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Neil. And there you go. I knew it. Podcasts create a strong, close relationship between the listener and the audio and therefore the brand behind it with intimacy, effort and bucket loads of attention in a way that no other medium can achieve. So if you'd like to find out more about how you can create a powerful podcast for your brand or business, you can find us at freshairproduction.co.uk. And if you'd like to hear brand marketeers talk about their own podcast projects, how they came together, why they worked, just go back through the many episodes of Fresh Ears on this feed. And we will be talking more about the work that Kinder have been doing for us in future episodes of Fresh Ears. In the meantime, I've been Neil Cowling. Goodbye and thank you very much for listening. Fresh air.